Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I am so glad we switched our intro music to the uh, Christian band Led Zeppelin, uh, personally. Anyway, we are talking about uh, you and your belief in God. Where are you when it comes to believing in God? Uh, Do you subscribe to a particular faith? Do you have your own faith? 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Tony in West West Valley was uh, on the air when last we spoke. Uh, And what you are espousing sounds an awful lot to me like one of the Eastern religions when you start talking about God being within us. Um, and the, the idea of people being able to perform miracles, I mean, every, you know, at least once a year, somebody who handles snakes in West Virginia gets bitten and dies. Yeah, I've also studied Eastern religions, and there's a lot of similarities. Um, but uh, I don't know if you've heard of the recent movement called the Great Awakening. Have you heard of that? No. And and it, it's a scientific-based uh, I don't know if you want to call it a theory or whatever. I don't know if I can plug a YouTube video. I didn't make it, but it, it I'd prefer a lot that you not. It. I'd prefer that you right. not. Anybody who's interested in it can look up Great Awakening. Right. Yeah. Actually, that'll probably pop up if you do that. It was published this year, uh, and that kind of really opened my mind and kind of changed my paradigm of where I thought God was. I always thought God was somewhere else. No, He's. He's in me. He's in you. We're all connected. It's it, he's, we're all part of that God consciousness. Sounds like a Peter Frampton song. Um, I'm not trying to. By the way, I do like Led Zeppelin. <laughs> all right, Satan worshiper. Enough of you. Um, okay, so when when you say people can perform miracles, um, can you go into that? Are you saying that everybody can perform a miracle? And if that's the case, why do we have so many people in hospitals? Okay, what may appear as a miracle to some people may not necessarily be. I believe that these that are that these miracles are physical manifestations of the power that we all have within us, that we can actually change molecular structure. And uh it's a learning process. Uh it's 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 incredible what science what science is recently discovering. I don't know if you're familiar with the the double slit experiment about how by just observing something we change it. And if we can change something by just observing it, there's there's more power involved in that. There's it goes deeper. It really does. Uh, all right, uh, very interesting. Thank you very much. I uh, I appreciate the call. I don't know that I comprehend everything there but uh i pass no judgments i'm in no position to do that uh here is darla in uh, west seneca darla you are on wben welcome thank you um 
So I believe in God. I believe in the Trinity, Jesus, the Holy Ghost, um, or Holy Spirit, um, and or Holy Spirit. Um, I don't like saying that I'm part of a religion or that I'm religious because religion itself is man-made and I don't want to follow men. I tell this to my kids all the time. Men, people will always let you down. That's why you need to put your faith and trust in God and in Christ. Um, because they won't let you down. They are a constant. Um, I more like to refer to myself as a saved born again, Christian, Bible believing Christian. I believe in the Bible. I study the Bible. The Bible tells us that we are to study to show ourselves approved and, um, God, I believe, wants to be our father, our friend. He wants to get to know us. He created us for companionship. He created us because he wanted people, he wanted someone to love him because they wanted to love him. Unlike the angels who just love him with the exception of Satan, who is a fallen angel. Um, I study the Bible, you know, Old Testament and New Testament. You can see proof of so many things that are coming to flourishing today in the Old Testament, um, including the prophecy of the Messiah, which is Christ. Um, I believe in the Bible, the way that it's written. Um, It's to me, that's proof that it is all real because it was written by so many different people in so many different languages, but yet it flows from beginning to end. It tells a story. In some cases, the story, like in the, the four Gospels, um, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, um, a little bit different account, depending upon who the author was, but it still all tells the same story. Um, and then how the Old Testament is constantly referred back to in the New Testament, and it's just seamless. Um, That, to me, in itself is a miracle. Um, So, yeah, God is with me in everything that I do, from the time I wake up in the morning to the time I go to bed. Um, My family prays before meals. We're very active in our church. We go to church as much as we can, which is three, sometimes four times a week, we are Sunday school teachers. We, my one son's in the choir. I can't sing well because I've spent too many times yelling at my kids, so now my voice is shot. But, um, you know, I don't think that I'm a perfect person. If I was perfect, then Christ wouldn't have needed to go through what he went through. Um, and, but, I, but I know that I'm covered by what he did because I believe in what he did on the cross for us. Um, and as far as proof goes, I know you, you're kind of, you remind me of my husband a little bit that you like to have that, you got to, you want to see it, but that's not the definition of faith. Faith. Is I'm, I'm not a faith guy. Though. I'm not, I'm not a faith right, guy. So, I, I don't take anything on faith. Okay. Um, but there were over 500 people that saw Christ. 
allegedly, alleged, allegedly in the New Testament. I mean, there are people, thousands of people who supposedly saw Our Lady of Fatima in Portugal. Um, I mean, when I guess this this is one of the things with all respect, this is one of the things that turns me off is when people use a book to defend a book. Well, it's written here that 500 people saw him after he died. Well, okay, but they're also selling a religion here. They're selling they're selling Bibles. Uh, but yeah, a- answer, but answer, a- answer me. Just one of the things that I also don't understand is, on this earth we live. You now, some people live less than an hour. Some people live ninety years, a hundred years, one hundred and fourteen years. But in the grand scale of infinity. Um, we are just blips, not even blips on the radar, all right? So if we live decadent lives, why would a loving God subject us to an eternity for a hundred years of sinful behavior? I have a hard time wrapping my hands around the uh, reconciling a loving God with a God that would punish somebody for all eternity because they screwed up. And conversely, I have a hard time uh, with the idea that Adolf Hitler in his bunker could say, I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and then blow his head off and go to heaven. I, I just I have a hard time with that. And I'll be honest, I have a hard time with that as well. Um, the only answer that I can give you is what what I feel and believe is that um, just like we have children, um, we have to, we're God's children if we ask him into our lives. Um, we, it's just not a given. You know, once you once you read, we believe in like once you reach an age of accountability because a small child doesn't know when they're doing right from wrong, just like somebody with a mental handicap might not always know when they're doing right from wrong. Um, so but you, you, okay, but here, I guess here, here's my, here's my point and forgive my interruption, but you have kids. Yep. Is there anything yep. your child could ever do that would warrant everlasting agony from you if you love them well what the definition for many people um is of hell is separation from god um i have a daughter right now who has not spoken to us in months she wants nothing to do with us we i don't know how we've wronged her but we've wronged her and so she has separated herself from us oh, by her own horrible. choice. It is horrible. Um, so no, I, I hate I hate um, to hear about that because same, I mean maybe she'll come around. Maybe she's going through a phase. I hope so. Um, but in the same way with God, if we don't ask Him to be our Father, if we don't ask Him to be Lord of our life, if we don't want him in our life that's what hell, hell is the separation from god if you never go to him and want to be his child you're not going to benefit from 
what he has to offer, just like our daughter isn't going to benefit from me and her father as her parents because she has separated herself from us. This estrangement you have from your daughter, did uh, your religious beliefs have anything to do with it? No, no. Um, I, I'll be honest, I have no idea why she... She, I hear everything. She won't even, she hasn't spoken to us at all. And so we don't even know why she's, we hear stuff from our other kids and from my niece, but we don't, she hasn't sat down and talked to us about it. So we really don't know, but. Well, when, when somebody, when somebody changes that abruptly, may I ask how old she is? She's 21 and she's is married that, okay. and she okay. has a child. Okay, and that's the information that I wanted. She's 21. Do you think there's a chance that she has developed schizophrenic uh, disorder and maybe needs to see a doctor? Because that is an age where schizophrenia will often present itself. In other words, it might not be a thing that you did wrong. This might be a medical situation. I truly believe that it might be something like that. Um, And because... You know, when she was talking to, you know, when she, there was no fight, there was no, you know, after she got married, we still, we we were good in-laws. We didn't walk in on her like my in-laws used to do. (laughs) Yeah, that's a family story (laughs) for us, too. (laughs) Like, there's a phone you could use. Um, Uh And there's also a doorbell and a knocker. (laughs) Uh, Look, Darla, I, I, I must, I must move on. Um, I thank you for sharing, you know, your idea of faith with us. I'm heartbroken by your daughter. And if there is no logical, rational reason why suddenly she's gone through this total personality shift, I'm not a doctor, but I would urge you to talk with her siblings about getting her um, psychiatrically evaluated to see if there is something like schizophrenia that has manifested itself, especially if it runs in the family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would definitely consider having that evaluated. But of course, um, unless she does something really ridiculous, um, you, you, you know, it's going to be very difficult. But hopefully. You'll get that sorted out because you sound like a really super nice lady with a super nice family. And I can hear and I think everybody can hear the pain in your voice that suddenly she stopped talking to you when when somebody has a sudden change in behavior like that for no reason whatsoever. To me, using Occam's razor, the most logical explanation is it's probably a mental illness and mental illnesses. You can look this up. They often manifest between the ages of 18 and 25. Um and I thank you. I, I thank you for your call. I wish you the very best, and I hope that you keep us posted on your dear daughter. I really do. Um, I'm so sorry to hear that. Um, as a parent, that has got to be hell. Um, but you know what? The journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step. And maybe, just maybe, if she's still talking to people in the family, they can at least say, "Hey, would you consider?" at least consider being evaluated because there's a baby in the picture and you got to be, you know, you got to be all over this without being all over it. If you catch my drift. Yeah. Thank you. All right, my love. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you for your call. And I really wish you all the best. Um, 
yeah, you know, sometimes really bad things happen to such nice people, and she sounds like such a nice lady. And to hear the pain in her voice talking about her daughter, um, it uh, it it bothers me. And I hope that whatever's going on is rectified. Maybe it's mental illness. Maybe it's a perceived slight. Who knows? But I hope it gets rectified. Uh, it is, uh, I mean, yeah, at my bad day today was getting an email from Amazon Prime saying, we're going to start adding commercials to content, but you can pay $3 a month extra to avoid the commercials. That was my bad day. That's nothing compared to what Darla's going through. All right, stay with us on News Radio 930 WBEN. It is Bowerly. And, uh, you know, that's one of the things I think you learn as you get older. No, no matter what you are going through, Somebody else is going through a hell of a lot worse than you are, and um, we all need to, I don't know, I think we, we need to give each other a break a lot more than we do, whether it's driving, um, whether it's uh, personal interactions. You know, everybody's going through something, and you just have to be aware of that. I mean, hey, I go through things, you go through things, and sometimes um, you don't know what somebody is experiencing at the time when you are talking with them or observing their behavior. They might have a loved one in the hospital. They might have just gotten a bad medical diagnosis. They might be awaiting a painful surgery. There's a million things. And I guess that's kind of a Christian belief. It might also be true in some of the other faiths. Um, try to think of the other person love thy neighbor as thyself which i think is a perfectly valid philosophy even if you don't believe in god uh we need to break on wben although i could mm, descant on this for quite some time stay with us don't go anywhere call from mom answer it call silenced instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Very uh, religious song here, the uh, Kinks and Come Dancing. Uh, it is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. I did it over the summer. I said I would do it again, and I'm doing it again. The God Show. Uh, what do you believe? What is your faith, even if you have no faith? Uh, 803-0930-STAR-930-1800-616-WBEN. WBEN. And uh, as I did over the summertime, look, I I have no business mocking your faith. Your faith is your faith. I just ask the same in return, all right? I'm a deist. I believe in God, the creator, um, and that's about as far as I'm willing to go. Christianity, New Testament Christianity, fascinates me um, for many reasons, which I don't really have the time to get into, uh, and the Shroud of Turin fascinates me. Uh, let's go to Anonymous in uh, Youngstown on WBEN. Hello. Hi. 
am. I'm sorry. My battery is going, so I'll have to be very brief. Yes, I saw the Shroud of Torino. Uh, in 1998, and uh, I was right up next to it. It was on an altar. Most of the viewers had to be at the front of the church, and I had sort of, I guess you could say, VIP entrance. So I was right next to it uh, on the altar. And uh, it is quite amazing. Reinforced my view of God and Jesus. And it's quite different looking when you see it in person. It's 14 and a half feet long. And the, the image is quite light. Right. You can't see it very, it's not very loud. Oh, excuse me, not loud, not not bright or anything. Are you no, still and, there? And, no, see, and, yeah, I, I am, my yeah, love. And you, I, you could my plug phone your... is beeping. It's my, I don't know I, if I could call back. My love, my love, if you want to, I will put you on hold. You can get the charger for your phone and plug in your phone, and I'll get right back to you. Can you do that? I can, yes. Okay, so I'm going to put you on hold, let you get your charger, let you get your phone charged up, because I am fascinated by the Shroud of Turin. And one of the reasons I'm fascinated about it, by it is um, she said the image on it is very, very faint. And it all changed in the late 19th century when a photographer by the name of Pia took photographs of the Shroud. And he looked at the negatives, and the negatives brought out the image in incredible detail. So one of the problems that I have trying to explain the shroud away is why would a medieval forger put an image on linen that you would only be able to see in a photographic negative in great detail? That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Uh, even though the Bishop of Leary, France, France, uh, way back in the what 1400s, declared it to be a fraud, I, I, I just, I, it's one hell of a fraud. I mean, if it, if the Shroud of Turin is a fraud, it is the best fraud that has ever been done, um, especially given the time it was allegedly uh, done. Uh, here is Scott on WBEN. Scott, hello. Hi, Tom. Sir, I, I wanted to call. This is my belief, and this is the way, you know, let me get it straight. What makes you a Christian is your belief in your belief that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, and he's your only way into heaven. Um, and if I could comment on one of your callers that called earlier, um, you know, talking about how he goes to church every day and this, that. But, you know, I can remind you that, you know, going to church every day makes you no more a Christian than sleeping in your garage makes you a Chevrolet. And, you know... He's saying that he's paying that all these people that go to church and everything are not really paying attention or whatnot. Well, if he's paying attention to them, then is he actually listening to the sermon? But anyway, that, that's what I wanted to uh, to get across because there's an actual there's an actual part in the Bible about the uh, the Pharisee and the tax collectors. Like they're both going to the temple, they're both praying, and and the Pharisee's looking at the tax collector saying, "Well, at least I'm not like him." So that kind of got me, and that's that, that's what led me to the call. But as far as the Shard of Turin, from everything that I've seen, that thing is real. And you know, from my belief, there's just way too much divine intervention in my life that's uh, that's led me to believe otherwise. And I always wasn't always this way. Uh, do you want to give an example of divine intervention in your life? 
Yeah, Pan Am Flight 103 over Lockerbie to blew up. Yeah. My son and my unborn child were supposed to be on that plane. That didn't happen. When I met uh, my when I met my wife, she already had a child and it had and had a blanket with my name on it. Um just little things like that. I'm not one who believes in coincidence. Um, why, just out of curiosity, why did they miss uh, that Pan Am flight? Because I, I, I mentioned Family Guy earlier in the show. Seth MacFarlane, the creator of Family Guy, was supposed to have been on one of those planes, and he overslept and uh, rescheduled the flight. Had he not overslept, he would be dead. No, nah, this was like a week or two beforehand. For some reason, we just changed the, we changed the ticket to another date. So, but you have no reason why. Now, okay, I have to ask this question, and I'm not sure. trying to be a jerk. How about the hundreds of other people who got on that plane not knowing that it was going to get blown out of the sky over Lockerbie? Yeah, that's, I, 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 I can't answer that. Um, I'd like to tell you something. I mean, I'm not. I'm not a preacher by any, you know, by any means. I just believe what I believe, and that's where it is. I mean, I, I you know, you know, everyone's got their opinions and whatnot. And you know, as a Christian, you know, my thoughts are, it's not our job to judge. It's up to God. It's our job to to forgive. It's our job to forgive and to pray. But when when you heard, uh, I'm just curious, when you heard that that sure. particular plane went down, um, obviously, I, I'm quite sure you breathe the sigh of relief for your family but as far as the other families who did not welcome loved ones home like all those syracuse university students right what were what were your thoughts about those folks well when i first heard it i was in england at the time and uh it was on good morning britain and um i i heard what they said and i still had the old itinerary on my coffee table and I, I, I woke up and I and I saw and I realized what had happened and and I thought I was going to throw up, and then when I heard everything that happened and all those people and whatnot, I mean it was just uh, it, it was it was it was really freaky, and that's this is another story. But I have no love for terrorists, um, and that's probably the reason why. And they tried to take out my family, and uh, you know, certainly uh, look another I... story. That was that was Libya, right? That was Libyan agents who did that. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, Libyan agents, and I, I believe that they were able to detect who it was by finding a few shreds of a tweed jacket that was that was a tweed jacket that was uh, uh, sewn together or, or or sold in Scotland, if I mm. recall that correctly. That's yeah. I'll tell you, sir. That th- this this is an amazing story. And you know what? It's I am not scared of flying in the least. I love flying. Oh, no. I I can't say that I love the airport experience, but I love flying uh, with a passion. And even even though I love flying with a passion, I always look at an itinerary and I I, I ask myself, does this sound like the kind of flight that would actually go down? I mean, that's probably stupid, but I don't think I'm the only person who does that. No, like, do, does at, this number sound like a number I'd be using on the air at some point? Well, now you're getting into numerology here. <laughs> well, no, not, not I don't mean it in in the numerological sense. I just mean it in the um, in the uh, 
terra firma sense. Uh, that's a, a really uh, – I, I can certainly understand why you would think that that is uh, divine intervention that happened in your life. Of course, it uh, it happens every single flight that takes off. Somebody misses it. Somebody reschedules at the last minute, and their lives are saved because of it. And conversely, there are people who get on something at the last minute, and it ends up being the last decision they make. Um, thank you. I appreciate the call very much. Thank you so much. All right. And, and Have a happy New Year. I, I shall. Thank you. And uh, Pan Am Flight 103 is just one of the horrible tragedies of the uh, 1980s. If you're not familiar with it, um, it's uh, it really is a heartbreaking uh, situation, even all these years later. Um, very disturbing. Uh, anyway, let's. Uh, Anonymous, uh, who saw the Shroud of Turin, is back with us. We let her get her phone charger. So uh, you talked about yeah. the image, uh, the image on the Shroud being very, yeah. very light. And I mentioned the fact that uh, people didn't realize how significant it was until the first photographs were taken, and the photographer looked at the negatives, and the image stands out as clear as day. When you were by the shroud yes. itself, did you feel anything? Oh, my goodness. Of course. It was like, I, I can't believe what I'm looking at. I do believe it was the shroud of Jesus. And by the way, I have a background in archaeology, and I know many of the tests that were done on it. And one is the pollen test. Right. The pollen, of course, does not travel more than 20 miles, and it really was from the area uh, from where Jesus was crucified. Um, and the other, you, there's you're quite correct. Go ahead. No, no, you're you're quite correct. There was absolutely pollen from the area in which Jesus is alleged to have been crucified on the shroud. So again, if if it's a if it's a fraud, it was one hell of an ingenious fraud. Well, I don't believe it was a fraud. The other thing that the blood samples were taken, of course, that was not paint. And I mean, it's, and then some of the tests were done where it was repaired, right. the linen. So that would not be proven to be accurate. And that's a lot of that information was given out, which was wrong. I, I, I really don't know how this incorrect information can be given by well, people because... who are. Because the yeah. scientists, I mean, I, I got into this a little bit earlier. I don't know if you were listening. Because um, the scientists put the date of the shroud in the Middle Ages. But yes, the question, I, the, I know the, that. But, but the question is, what part of the shroud did they submit for carbon dating? And if they submitted the part that was sewn on by nuns in the Middle Ages, of course right. the test would show it was in the Middle Ages. Exactly. But would you be willing exactly. to take a piece of the image itself and have that cut out well, and that, that was not allowed. testing? No, they would not allow that. No, it, it's, it's, it's a really interesting thing, uh, Anonymous. Thank you very much for your call. I appreciate it. Um, You're most welcome. Yeah, yeah I, the, the, the Shroud of Turin is, uh, like a, I, I don't want to say I'm obsessed with it, but 
it, it, it's a borderline obsession. I go through phases with this. Uh, the God Show. I had to bring it back. I promised I would, and I did. Uh, let's go to Brian in uh, Lancaster on WBEN. Brian, what are your beliefs? Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me on. Sir. Yes, sir. Uh, let, me say, uh, let me say, first of all, that uh, in full disclosure, um, I'm a person that believes in God as a concept, okay, from a metaphor metaphysical perspective and uh that being said what i'd like to bring up for conversation is the protestant reformation where um to the best of my knowledge um luther you know made his original insteps into theology over bearing suicides on hollow ground and the point of that is, is that that's in the Bible. But yet we made a transition at that point in history to create Lutheranism. And all of a sudden we have a group of people that are committed to that perspective, X, that notion. And I think that's very important. Are you a fan of Luther or not a fan of Luther? Um, I uh, let's see. Uh, it, it, you know, that's a very great question, and I tend to flip flop on that. So I consider myself relatively neutral, and I, I look at the issue um, more from a developmental perspective than I do from an issue of right and wrong. Um. You know, uh, Martin Luther gets a lot of attention, um, as well he should. But it's also, if you're interested in Martin Luther, you've got to check out um, Henry VIII and what he did uh, with respect to the Vatican and then establishing the Church of England because he was not getting a male heir from Catherine of Aragon, and he had a bit of a uh, wandering eye, uh, did Henry VIII. And that in itself is a fascinating uh, bit of history from the uh, UK. At one point, uh, it was very dangerous to be a Catholic in the UK. Uh, it wasn't the UK back then, of course, but uh, and at other points, it was dangerous to be a Protestant. It depended on whether Bloody Mary was in charge or Elizabeth I was in charge. Um, I'm out of time with that. I thank you very much. I appreciate that. I was not expecting Lutheranism to come up toward the end of the show. But again, if uh, if Martin Luther is a fascinating figure to you, Henry VIII uh, is also a fascinating figure. Um, because at a time when the Vatican was extremely powerful, Henry VIII took it on. And frankly, he took it on because... Uh, very selfish reasons. Uh, but, wow. All right, good stuff, folks. I'm, I'm sorry I don't have time to take everybody's call. I apologize for that. I do thank Tanner Saunders for his magnificent work today behind the glass at News Radio 930 WBEN. Stand by because coming up next after this fine program, uh, Tom Puckett will get things back on a higher level with Buffalo's Evening News, 6 until 7 on News Radio 930 WBEN.